Hey, good morning. It's Friday morning. Hope you're doing well. I realize I record these on my phone each day, and I realize I have my phone too far back. Y'all can hardly see me in the last few videos, so I decided to move a little closer. I don't know if this is better or worse to see more of my face, so uh, I may need, may need to apologize to you that you're seeing so much more of me now. It's good to be with you on this Friday morning. I look forward to a great weekend. I know. I, know, I hope you can worship with us this Sunday at, at St. Matthew's. It's going to be a great day, and we'd love to have you join us at 8.30 or 11, or at Intersection at 11 as well. Be sure to come, invite a friend. Uh, God's doing great things in our church, and we just can't wait to be with you uh, this week. So I um, hope to hope you can be with us. Um, we're going to be starting a new series um, on, on troublesome Bible passages um, starting this weekend. So I'm looking forward to um, unpacking some, some interesting Bible passages with you in the days to come. Um, talking about troublesome Bible passages, passages. we're going to look at a verse today, a passage today that... Um, to be to be honest, uh, I've shared this with a, with a, a class at Holly and our teacher right now. To be honest, this is a passage that, frankly, for most of my life and for a lot of my ministry, I, I did not like and I tried to avoid because I've seen this passage used um, wrongly, shall we say. So this is a passage that, uh, for a lot of my life, I stayed away from. But um, honestly, in the last few years, I've come to realize it really is a beautiful and powerful passage, and one I think that actually has something really important for us to, to hear. Um, but I want to, before we get into it, um, ask you to listen to this passage unconnected from anything previous you've heard from this passage. Um, some of you have heard this passage. This is going to be Ephesians passage, Ephesians 5, 21 through 32, uh, to my wives and husbands. And some of you heard this passage and probably heard it preached on in a way that you didn't agree with. Um, and um, I want to ask you to just kind of take that out of your, out of your mind for a little bit. Um, it's important for us to always listen to what Scripture's actually saying. Not what we've heard it said through others, not what we've been told it says, but actually stop and actually listen to what the Bible itself is saying. So I want you, I want you to, to put aside and put away other translations or interpretations or sermons you've heard on this, but just actually just listen this morning to what the Bible says in Ephesians 5, 21 through 32, where it says this. <clears throat> be subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, be subject to your husbands as you are to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is head of the church and the body of which he is the Savior. Just as the church is subject to Christ, so wives ought to be in everything, ought to be in everything to their husband. Husbands. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, in order to make her holy by cleansing her with water uh, while washing in the water and the word. So to present the church to himself in splendor, without a spot or wrinkle <clears throat> or anything of the kind. Yes, so that she may be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as they do their own bodies. He, he who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hates his own body, but he nourishes and tenderly cares for it, just as Christ does for the church, because we are members of one body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife, the two will become one flesh. This is a great mystery, and I'm applying it to Christ and the church. Each of you, however, should love his wife as himself, and a wife should respect her husband. Okay, um, there's that famous passage. I'm reading from the, I'm reading from the my Wesley New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. And it says here in 21 22, be subject to one another out of reverence for, for, to Christ. And then it says, wives, be subject to your husbands as you are to the Lord. So um, you've probably heard that passage. Uh, submit. Uh, submit to one another. Well, actually, you've probably heard it, honestly, 
focus the mo- focus the most on verses 22 through 24, which is the passage that I've stayed away from from a long time, where it says, "Wives, sub- submit to your husbands, or wives be subject to your husbands as you are to the Lord." For the husband's head of the wife, just as Christ head of the church. So in the church, is subject, so as the ch- the church is subject to Christ, so wives ought to be in everything to their husbands. Okay, as I said, this is a passage that you, that you may have um, heard before, and it may have um, been a hard passage, and been one that I, I don't think is correctly interpreted. I, I've heard this passage as a, a foundation for wives who are being abused to remain with their husbands. I've heard this as a foundation for wives who have had husbands abandon them or wives who have who've had multiple affairs on them to you have to forgive and submit yourself to him. I've heard this passage as one that uh, can be an excuse for wives to place themselves under tremendous emotional or physical or spiritual duress. I've heard this as a passage that has taken away agency and the voice of women. And that, friends, is not what this passage is. If you've heard that passage in this way, then you have been given an incorrect interpretation of what this passage is about. That's not what this passage is about. This passage, the key to understanding this passage is verse 21. Be subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. So what we see in this passage here is a concept of mutual submission. Not just wives submitting to the husbands, but frankly, husbands submitting to the wife. Because look, look what it says in verse 22. We'll read, I'm going to read 21, 22, 25. Be subject to one another out of reverence to Christ. Okay, that's what we're supposed to do. Be subject to one another. How do we do that? Verse 22. Wives, be subject to your husband as you are to the Lord. 25. Husbands. Love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her in order to make her holy with the cleansing of the washing of water and the word. So, okay, what we see what we see in Ephesians is we see the concept of a mutual submission. We do not see one side of a, ma- of a marriage lording over the other side. We do not see this as the husband above all and beyond all and untouchable and living by his whims. But we see, yes, wives, submit to your husbands. Submit yourself to your husband. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loves the church. So, friends, how did Christ love the church? He died for the church. Christ laid down his, laid down his life and died on the cross to redeem the church. Christ, because he loves the church, modeled for us what the life of Christ looks like, where he he took the towel and washed the feet of his disciples. This passage here is a passage that instructs us what the Christian family should look like, and the Christian family should look like a family of mutual submission. Where the husband lays down his life, lays down his desires, lays down his pride, lays down his everything for the good of the family. In the same way, frankly, for the good of the wife. As we see here, husbands, love your wife as Christ loves the church. We've heard this passage so often. Wives, submit to your husbands. Wives, submit to your husbands. Wives, submit to your husbands. Yes, the wife should submit herself to the husband. In the same way, the husband shouldn't submit himself to the wife in that he loves his wife as Christ loves the church. Our marriages are not about making us happy. 
Our marriages are not about me getting out of it what I want. I love my wife. My wife is amazing. Anyone who knows my wife knows that I'm married so far above myself, it's ridiculous. My wife cannot make me happy. It's not Holly's job to make me happy. Her job in our marriage is to make me holy, to point me to Jesus, to help me to love him more. Likewise, that's my job for her, is to love her, to, to point her to Jesus, to make, help make her holy. Our marriages are not institutions based upon the concept of human happiness. Our marriages are institutions that are modeled in Christ and his church. Whereas a husband, I am to love my wife like Christ loves the church and that I am to lay down my life for my family. That my life is not about me or my wants or my desires or my dreams or any of that. I submit them to the good of my family. Likewise, Holly submits herself to the good of the family as well. Whether we, what we see here is a mutual submission to the good of the family. What's best for our family? This passage here, when we understand it in light of verse 21, we see what the family should truly be. It's not a, it's not a place of one side lording it over the other. It's not a place where one side doesn't care for the other. So yes, you ask Holly, she would say she submits to me, of course. But you ask me, and I'm going to say, I'm going to love her as Christ loves the church, which means I'm going to submit my desires and my wants to what's good for our family, what's best for her, what's best for our kids, not what's best for me, not even what I want, but what's best. This passage here is about a mutual submission that husbands and wives should have to the shared good of our families. So friends, if you're in a situation where you know someone who is a terrible situation and they're being told, well, wives got to submit their husbands, the Bible says so. Well, yeah. But it also says, husbands love their wife as Christ loves the church. This passage here should never, ever, ever be taken out of context and used for harm. I know it has been. That's not what it's for. This is about a mutual submission we all submit ourselves to the good of our family. And frankly, we all submit ourselves to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. That's what this is about. So uh, let's be subject to one another. Husbands and wives, let's be subject to one another. Um, hey, love you guys. Praying for you. Have a great weekend. Uh, we're going to pick up um, Monday with some other great words uh, for relationships in our lives. So uh, be subject to one another. Love each other as Christ loves us. And um, may the world see Christ in us. Love you guys. Praying for you. Have a great day.